Welcome back to Defender's Voice. This is Dr. Paul. Thank you for joining us today. Defender's Voice is about defending the truth against the falsehoods of our time. Please visit our website at www.drpaul.org. There you can subscribe to our podcast. Our channel is dedicated to answering your questions. You can send your questions to info at drpaul.org. please send any question you want me to answer to this email someone sent me a link to this video and asked me what is your opinion about the jen fishburns lecture on the nature of god now jen fishburn is a ex christian teacher she left christianity and created her own theology i gave the link to her video below watch it so that you can follow what i am going to say in this video jen fishburn starts her lecture with the words god is not jesus jesus is not god god is energy energy is god then she takes us to the bible describing the characteristics of god and describing those characteristics to energy she starts with the first law of thermodynamics energy can neither be created nor destroyed then she asks doesn't that sound like god god cannot be created nor be destroyed god cannot lie energy cannot lie god guides us energy guides us god loves us energy loves us god protects us energy protects us god is omnipresent energy is omnipresent god is omniscient energy is omniscient god is omnipotent energy is omnipotent then jan fishburn says so god is energy and energy is god well what can i say jan you are 6000 years late it is called pantheism when i was in india i used to visit hindu temples hindus call it shakti shakti means energy there is energy in the water the ganges river flowing from the hair of god shiva there is energy in the rain that is god indra there is energy in food that is goddess annapurna there is energy in sati the first wife of shiva when your husband dies you will immolate yourself on his funeral pyre to become one with the universal energy the shiva there is energy in wisdom that is goddess saraswati there is energy in wealth that is goddess lakshmi so jan fishburn uh, lost faith in christianity and asked us to become hindus our god is not the god of the bible now how do you define god let me give you my own definition which i made up based on my understanding of the bible god is a personal eternal uncreated self sufficient methodical moral emotional possessive intelligent and intentional being who is revealed to humanity in the person of our lord jesus christ that is how i define god look at jan's energy in the light of this definition 
and you will realize that none of these characteristics of God apply to the energy of the universe. First, God is personal. Energy is not. God is eternal. Energy is not. God is uncreated. Energy is not. God is self-sufficient. Energy is not. God is methodical. Energy is not. God is moral. Energy is not. God is emotional. Energy is not. God is possessive. Energy is not. God is intelligent. Energy is not. God is intentional. Energy is not. God revealed to us in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, not in energy. Now let us go one by one. God is personal. Energy is not. God is a person. When you get out, you see different objects. You see homes, roads, cars, trucks, animals, trees, and computers, printers, books, buildings, sun, planets, stars, galaxies. You can reduce all of those physical objects into energy. You can reduce all physical things in this universe into invisible energy, a quantum field of energy, but it is still not a person. Then God is eternal. Energy is not. Jen Fishburne starts her argument with the laws of thermodynamics. What do these laws teach us? The universe is not eternal. Consider the second law of thermodynamics. It evokes the image of broken eggs. You take eggs, break them, add some salt, pepper and onions and make a delicious omelette. You can break the eggs and make an omelette, but you cannot unbreak the eggs out of the omelette. You cannot recreate the eggs out of the omelette. So we observe this fundamental irreversibility of natural processes all around us. Scientists call this arrow of time. It says time has a direction, past, present and future. No one can change that order. Past, present and future. According to the second law of thermodynamics, entropy is increasing with time. That means as we move into the future, entropy will increase. And as we move into the past, entropy will decrease. Entropy cannot decrease forever. It must have a very low entropy, almost to zero at some point in the past. That is where we got the third law of thermodynamics, which states that the entropy of a perfect crystal at absolute zero is exactly equal to zero. There is a minimum possible temperature, absolute zero, at which the entropy is also minimum. There was a time when entropy has a minimum value, when the arrow of time left the bow of creation, entropy was almost zero. That means time must have had a beginning. It takes us back to Genesis chapter 1. On day of 
creation when God created time. So time, matter and energy, they all started together. Energy cannot be eternal. Only God is eternal. Then God is uncreated. Energy is not. Jen said, the first law of thermodynamics states energy cannot be created nor destroyed. God cannot be created nor destroyed. So energy is God. There is a false equivalence there. Let me explain. The first law of thermodynamics is about the law of conservation of energy. It does not say anything about the creation of energy. Let me give you a simple illustration. Let us say, one morning you woke up and found a thousand dollar deposit in your bank account. You wondered how that thousand dollars came into your account. You did not touch it for a year. After a year, you still have $1,000 in your bank account. You conserved it, but you still wonder how $1,000 came into your account. That $1,000, though you don't know how it got into your account, you still assume that someone did it. The money cannot create itself. In the same way, energy is conserved, but how did it come into existence? It was created. So it cannot be like God who is uncreated. Then God is self-sufficient. Energy is not. Go to Einstein's famous equation, E is equal to mc squared. Energy is equal to mass multiplied by the speed of light squared. The existence of energy is dependent on the mass and the speed of light. But God is not dependent on anything outside of himself. He is not equal to anything outside of himself. He is a unique being who is self-sufficient. Energy is not. Next, God is methodical. Energy is not. God is methodical. You get up at a certain time of the day, you brush your teeth, you dress up, go to work at a certain time, you make plans like I'm going to eat this for lunch or I'm going to cook this for dinner. You are methodical. You have a plan. God is like that. He makes plans. What should I do today? What should I do tomorrow? What should I do next year? God has a plan. He is highly methodical. Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 says, When the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman. When the fullness of the time was come, God sent his son Jesus into the world. God has a plan of salvation for us. God keeps his times. We often sing, in his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Atheists often throw temper tantrums saying, God must come down now and stop all evil in the world. Only then will I accept his existence. They need to know that God has a plan. In his time, he will make 
all things beautiful. He is mathematical. You cannot say that about the energy. Energy makes no plans. Then God is moral. Energy is not. God has moral standards. He never does certain things no matter what. He cannot lie. He cannot cheat. He cannot contradict himself. He is a moral being. You cannot say the same thing about energy. Energy is an impersonal, amoral, physical entity. Then God is emotional. Energy is not. God is an emotional being. In Psalm chapter 2, we see God laughing. In Genesis chapter 6, we see God regretting. In Isaiah chapter 63, we see God enduring distress and suffering. In John chapter 11, we see Jesus weeping at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. Jesus is God who weeps. He is the God of emotions. Energy has no emotions. It cannot love you or hate you. For Dante, it was divine love that motivated the entire universe. Love preceded the universe and its energy. So God's love existed before the creation of this universe and all its energy. Then God is possessive. Energy is not. God says, this is my earth. This is my friend Abraham. This is my servant Moses. This is my son Israel. While hanging on the cross, Jesus looks at his disciple John and tells him, take care of my mother. He is a God of possessions, folks. Energy cannot make such statements. It cannot make friends or enemies. Then God is intelligent. Energy is not. God is the most intelligent being ever existed. Now, intelligence is not just about knowing a lot of facts about the universe. It is not about inventing something grandier. We talk about emotional intelligence. Doing the right thing for the right person at the right time with the right emotions. God knows everything about you. Your name, your location, the number of cells in your body, the number of hair on your head. Energy does not have such intelligence. It knows nothing about you. Then God is intentional. Energy is not. God makes choices. God has free will. Energy does not have a free will. And finally, God revealed to us in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this great God of our universe came to this world in the person of a Jewish gentleman named Jesus. That is the mind-boggling truth at the heart of Christian faith. Our God came to us as Jesus. He did not come to us in the form of energy. He came to us in the form of a person, the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Having said that, we are not completely dissociating God from the universe and its energy. I have an iPhone. I love using it round the clock. When I look at it, I often think about Steve Jobs, its creator. 
It fits completely, so beautifully in the palm of my hand. Its sleek design gives me a sense of Steve Jobs' aesthetics. When I scroll through different apps, I think of Steve Jobs' great intelligence. My iPhone reflects the grandeur of Steve Jobs' great mind. In the same way, this universe reflects the grandeur of God's great mind. The Bible says, heavens declare the glory of God. iPhone is not Steve Jobs. Universe is not God. Its energy is not God. Apostle Paul wanders in Romans chapter 1. When we leave God, we abandon the truth about reality and make gods out of nature. Sadly, Jen Fishburn walked on that road. She left God of the Bible and now made a God out of nature. 150 years ago, Charles Darwin did the same thing. How did earth come into existence? Natural selection. How did the universe originate natural selection? How did animals originate natural selection? How did plants originate natural selection? How did human beings come into existence? Natural selection. How did morality originate? Natural selection. He defied and personified nature. He took the glory which should belong to God and gave it to nature. Jen Fishburne is doing the same thing today. In Star Wars movies, Obi-Wan Kenobi says, The force will be with you always. George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars movies, was deeply influenced by Hindu pantheism. So Jan Fishburne's theology is as old as the Garden of Eden. You can be your own God. She is 6,000 years late compared to Hindus. 2,000 years late compared to Apostle Paul writing Romans chapter 1. 150 years late compared to Charles Darwin. 50 years late compared to George Lucas. So we can call her the Queen of Pantheism came so late. Uh, finally, she talked about law of attraction. No serious scientist would support such thing. Quantum consciousness is complete nonsense. Buddhists made a big mess in quantum physics. Hindus made a big mess in quantum physics. But you see the beauty of Christian faith. We believe in dualism. Jesus said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. In the same way, Christians separated material objects from spiritual entities. Render unto the scientist the things that are physical and unto God the things that are spiritual. Great Christian philosopher René Descartes did that 300 years ago. Now we don't have to go back to pantheism which equates spiritual with the physical and robs both of their essence. Okay folks, that's all for today. 
Remember, Lord Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose again from the dead to give you hope, meaning and eternal life. I pray you come to God, the real God, who revealed to us in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord, I pray that you confess your sins and invite him as your Lord and Savior. Thank you. If you have any questions, please write to us at info at drpaul.org. Visit our website at www.drpaul.org. Thank you, folks. Have a good day.